Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to Behind the Tour, the podcast from American Christian Tours that goes behind the scenes of some of the most iconic sites, historic characters, and true stories in American history to discover how God has been at work since the very beginning. Our desires and purpose is to provide insight for today and hope for the future as we look at history and what God has done from a biblical worldview. Well, this is Aaron Cronk, and today I am joined by Jay Prophet. Hi, Jay. Hey, Aaron. How are you doing? Wonderful. Great to see you, Jay, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today. And also today, we're going to uh, dig a little bit into the people who, uh, one of the people who give tours at American Christian Tours with a special extended edition of Behind the Tour Guide. Uh, so we're we're looking at uh, Acts guides to find out what makes them tick a little bit and some of the craziness, uh, the love, the passion behind why they do what they do. Um, talk for hours with little sleep, getting in to the hotels uh, late and up early and coming back for more year after year. Well, today uh, I'm excited because uh, Tracy Gregory is here with Jay and I. Hi, Tracy. Hey, guys. Hey, Tracy. It's so good to hear you and see you. Yes, me too. Yeah, I love Tracy. Tracy, I just got to tell you, um, you know, all of our all of our education program leaders at Axe, I think, are awesome, and I love them. But you have this special knack of just encouraging me when I listen to you and hearing about the tours that you've done and the feedback. So, uh, just a, a wonderful special privilege today to interview. Tracy, um, and uh, again, kind of see what makes her tick <laughs> both off on tour and, and off tour. But before we do that, before we get going, Tracy, um, you guys, I just want to set the stage a little bit because why we do what we do at American Christian Tours really comes out of um, Psalm 78. And Psalm 78, again, Asaph recites the early history of the nation in order to warn future generations against uh, unfaithfulness. So he says, I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord about his power and his mighty wonders, so that the next generation might know them and set their hope anew on God. So as we talk about history, as we talk about uh, guiding tours, uh, we certainly think about what God has done in history, what he is doing, and what he's going to do with those who are faithful. So, Tracy, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. So, why don't we start off by with just, uh, just uh, think a good question here. Um, you've been an education program leader uh, with American Christian Tours for, for a while, <laughs> I would say. Uh, so, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background, uh, a little bit about your life story, um, and how you got involved uh, with, with American Christian Tours and leading the tours? Sure. This is my 19th year, and I want to point out what other company has the majority of the people working for them that are 15 plus years. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I was an engineering tech for an oil company, 
and I like my job, but I just got to the age where I was thought this doesn't make a difference in the world. I'm moving paperwork around. Does this matter? And I wanted to do something that made a difference. And I was at a uh, little get together at my church and there was a gal there who taught my nephews and niece in school. I knew I didn't know her, but I knew of her. And I had just read the book 1776 by David McCullough. And I was all excited talking about this book. And everybody was like, okay, it's a party. <laughs> Why are you talking about history? And this lady overheard me and um, said I should be a tour guide. And I was like, wait, wait, students, history, travel, I'm in. <laughs> that was in November. And in January, I after my uh, interview, I started and that lady was one of our EPLs. Mm -hmm. um, but I have an interesting interesting twist on this that I don't think anybody's ever heard. Um, my father died when I was seven years old and I was sitting on the couch waiting to go. At that time, I didn't know where. I didn't realize I was going to a funeral home and everybody kept telling me it's okay if you cry. And I thought, why would I cry? There's my whole family's here. I didn't understand what was going on. But I remember sitting there and thinking, I want to tell people about America. And this is what I would say. And I'm in my head, like, saying these things, what I would tell. Never thought about that again, but God doesn't waste anything. Years later, I become a tour guide. And I had been a tour guide for about eight years. And I was thinking, oh gosh, financially, this is a hard thing to do. You do it for the love, not the money. And um, I'm like teachers and pastors, you're doing it because of your heart, not because of your wallet. <laughs> I uh, was thinking, should I still be doing this? And when your dad dies, when you're seven, you know, every picture there is of, of your father. Um, and my sister finds a picture. We know not where of my dad standing in front of the Washington monument in his army uniform. And he's pointing at it. Wow. So even though my dad died, when I was seven. He was there at the beginning and he was there at a crucial time to tell me to keep going. That's a sweet story, Tracy. Yeah, thank That's you. really neat. Yeah, Tracy, I never knew that either. That's 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 just uh, you know, and I think I can relate to you on that that level as well. Um, that my my dad died when I was young, also, and it's those pictures. Okay. Uh, he died when I was twelve, and oh. uh, it's those pictures that you look at that place you uh, in a time gone by, but also help you remember, like I just said, just kind of things that are really important, uh, and that that God blesses and brings things back to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank God for those pictures. <laughs> so Tracy, that's neat. So you were you were doing that, I'm assuming, down in like Texas or Oklahoma or something. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. But that's that's a cool story. And so as a EPL, like we call you EPLs for listeners, um, that's education program leader. Those are what most people would say would be like a tour guide, but our EPLs um I think do a lot more than just tour guiding. And it sounds well, <laughs> better than just PG. Yeah. But what um, what keeps you coming back year after year? I mean, you said you've been doing this 18 years. 19. 19. So mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the thing that pulls you back uh, season after season? After, at the end of every season, when you're exhausted and you're, you need new shoes because you've walked the soles off your shoes and, and you think, oh, my goodness. Even at the end, you have one kid, two kids, 
all the kids grasp what you are wishing that somebody had told you um, that this nation's history combined with the Bible um, make our nation very special. And when they grasp that and you hope that you're looking at a future um, inventor, uh, congressman, uh, awesome father and mother bringing up a um, Christian family, that light in their eyes when they get it brings you back every single time. Yeah, Tracy, and that's that's awesome. Um, and it's those it's those group dynamics that that change from group to group. But as you look at those at the students and even parents, sometimes I think that that is so true that you just never know how God is going to use that in their lives um, as time goes on. Well, Tracy, is there something that keeps you uh, energized while on tour? Because I know that. Uh, leading tours, especially uh, multiple tours and over multiple weeks can be physically draining. So what, what, uh, what keeps you energized? Because I know you are just a vivacious <laughs> uh, woman and uh, you got a lot of energy. So how do you do that? Um, I think, so my, my personal plan is I am down in the breakfast room reading my Bible before they even get their wake up call. Uh-huh. And if I'm not doing that, the Bible. And, um, like you said, that when people are getting it and I have parents tell me all the time, um, I wish I had got this in school. I wasn't very good in history. And I tell them all the time, it wasn't you. They didn't bring it to life to you. And that's my thing. I want to bring it to life to them. And it's way easier when you're actually looking at the monument or the memorial or the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, to bring it to life to them, the stories. And then when I'm not on tour, the reading and every time I find a nugget, Oh, gets me so excited to want to share that nugget with people. And when they grasp it, Oh, now we're shining up that nugget. I can't, I'm just so excited to, I don't, like you were saying the energy back and forth, back and forth between the people and you just, I could keep going for hours. Yeah. And I, and I think too, that's really impactful what you said. I think um, that's something that really is impactful for all believers, no matter what they do in life is how important that is to be in the word, you know, whether you're the parent at home with your children all day, whether you're a business person, you know, out at the office, whether you're like you and EPL out on the road, I mean, just that time in the word. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize how much energy that brings to you and maybe not physical energy always, but just the energy of your mind and spirit and soul to kind of engage and interact with people. So that's really cool to hear you talk about that, um, and share that with our group. Yeah. And to say, Tracy, too, that you do that at the beginning of the days, and that's kind of the first fruits mm-hmm. and uh, how to start a day uh, wisely. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's awesome to hear. Now, Tracy, were you, were you like a history person before you started this tour? Like, was that always something you were interested in? Yes. And I, I couldn't find anybody who was excited about it as I was mm-hmm. <laughs> until I met all these EPLs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and then going out on tour. It was like I found my home. <laughs> yeah. So doing the tours, has that really impacted your love of history? I mean, has it really pushed you to the next level? How has it guided you in your love for history and just how that's impacted you? Absolutely. And it's given me a huge discernment for those people that some people want to call heroes their character, their walk with the Lord, they are not my heroes. And there are some people who are unsung heroes who have a walk with the Lord um, that I want to know about. And I don't want to, I want to read books that aren't making it into Christian history. It is Christian history. And I don't want to read books that take away from that Christian history. I want to know the facts. And it's given me um, the ability to discern what the slants are of books um, what they're trying to, uh, what their agenda is and what I make of that. So to do a little critical thinking. Exactly. Which is lost in this country right now. The thing is when we're talking about voting for people, people as Christians, people tend to say, I want them to be a Christian. Well, it's gotta be more than that. It's gotta be, I, I love the constitution like Roosevelt, both Roosevelt's said they believe in an elastic constitution That is not what it was set up for, to be elastic. They have to love the Constitution, they have to love the Bible, and they have to have character. That's my criteria now. Well, Tracy, I know um, on a little different note, um, I know some people think that your husband looks like a famous American. (laughs) (laughs) George Washington! (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, what's... uh, Well, in that, that being said, who, or I guess... Who's your favorite person or, or or favorite thing to talk about while on tour? And I know that's kind of a general question, but if you were to pick one person that you would just absolutely love to talk about, um, I know I get asked that question sometimes. But uh, who would that be? Especially George in light Washington. of you know, no no pressure for you know saying George Washington. <laughs> no. So you know I always say George Washington and John Adams. He would not John Adams would not have been fun at a party. But he was a man of good character. (laughs) And John Quincy Adams and Garfield and Reagan, those are my guys, but especially um, George Washington. Um, Character, character, character. Do you want me to tell you what I tell my people about George and my husband? Absolutely. Okay. George Washington, 6'4", my husband, 6'4". George Washington, strawberry blonde hair that turned gray, same with my husband. George Washington... Uh, was a surveyor. My husband is an engineer for a survey company. George Washington was president of the United States. My husband is president of the church board. I am the first lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's I great. asked my pastor for an odd girl ball and he just kind of looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Tracy, chances are you were probably looking for a George Washington lookalike when you were uh, looking for a husband. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so many, uh, Not that I want to set up anybody. I mean, we're all flawed human beings, all of us. But there's so much about George's character, who in the hard times and the difficult times, he stayed true to his character and his belief in God. And that to me is inspiring. I don't want to know what the people who have um, all the things that we have available to us now, I don't want to know what their... um, what their hope is in and what they believe in their niche. I want to know what John Robinson, William Bradford, George Washington, who had nothing to rely on, but God, what did they believe? What did they think? 
So Tracy, um, when you're out on tour with a group, you know, you have a group of say 40 people on your coach and you're with them for six, seven, eight days and all kinds of crazy weather and different cities, experiences, whatever. But in the midst of all that, I know that you have some of these that you can share with our people listening. What are some of your most memorable, what we would call like God moments that you've had on tours? Are there a couple things that maybe stick out in your mind of, wow, that was like a God moment for me? Oh, yes. We, um, in the past, have stayed at hotels that you could walk to the Capitol to at night when nobody was around um, and getting, you know, to walk to the Capitol and let the kids yell and scream and twist and shout all the way there to get that kid energy going and then get to the Capitol and it's quiet. There's nobody there. And you can see the city and the lights and you sit down, nobody around except for some policemen, some guards, and just to sit and pray for our nation and worship. It's, it's like, it's like being in church. Those moments will always stick out to me. Um, Also, one of the things, you know, it's so quick when we're, you know, having to make assessments and um, getting to know people pretty quickly. Sometimes as a flawed human being, I can like, what, what's this person's problem? I had a gentleman every morning come to me and yell at me about the eggs. And I was, you know, they, they weren't up to his standard. And, I, you know, my first thought is like, what is the deal? I, you know, but, you know, I got a hold of myself and was like, you know, got to pray for this guy. Um, the next day he yelled at me about the eggs again. And I jokingly said, Hey, let's take this outside. <laughs> he started cracking up. He started laughing. And then he told me a story. He was suffering P- from PTSD. So in a, in a bus full of people in a crowded city in this, it, it gave him tension, anxiety, and his only outlet was to yell about the eggs. And we talked and it was such a God moment for me that you know, he felt comfortable in saying this, but the group um, really surrounded him. And, and just time and time and time again, when we have met veterans, especially Vietnam veterans who um, have never heard that welcome home, and we get to say that to them, their family, they are crying because somebody finally um, is grateful for what they did. And we truly are World War II veterans who have told me I had one guy at the Washington Monument. I was waiting on my group to come down and he was waiting for his sons. And he told me he had been in a prisoner of war camp in Italy for eight months. And I um, said, do you mind? And I said, you can absolutely say no. But would you mind sharing a little bit about um, your life in the military with this group? You don't have to tell them about being a prisoner of war. Just so he, they, he says, sure. And he, they come down and then he tells me that he has been diagnosed with terminal cancer oh, wow. and he wanted to bring um, his sons to see DC before he died. Then he tells them about him being a prisoner of war. And he says, I would do it again for you and you and you and points to every single kid. It was wow. amazing. Wow. And um, this pandemic, this last year, when opportunities seemed to be closed, God went before us. Well, like at one point we ran into the cannon crew at Arlington and one of the guys who had been a Tomb of the Unknown Soldier Sentinel came and talked to us, um, which is something you rarely get when everything is open. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. it's just 
every week is something I need to be writing them all down. Every week is something amazing. Yeah, Tracy, and you probably could write a book too. Uh, you've in probably well, maybe each one of us could. You know, with the uh, yes. those all those moments when we start thinking about. Uh, the impact of just the tiny little impactful moments um, and the, the bigger ones, obviously too. Yeah. Incredible, incredible moments. Well, Tracy, it, it, like a, like a fine wine, I think people uh, age and uh, God, God's grace in our lives become so evident. I, I believe as we get older and as we mature, um, what what about you has changed uh, the most since your very first tour that you led with Axe? Um, because again, it's been a little while, and you know, as you've learned and grown, uh, what's maybe one thing that's changed that you can think of uh, since your very first one? Well, I quickly learned on tour that although the office is awesome about helping in any way that they can, I quickly learned if you're standing in front of a bus full of 50 people and something is going awry and you got to fix it. And there is nobody you can rely on but God. Nobody. Um, of Like I said, the office will do anything that they can, and they're very good at that, but they're not right there at that moment, and it's God. Um, it's really helped me to rely much more and, and really not be anxious that I've got to do something that I, I can't do anything, so it's God. So time and again, people will say, thank you for making that work, or thank you, and I'm like, it wasn't me. It was God. I think that's the biggest thing I realize is that I'm not the show (laughs) and it's not up to me. It cannot be. So the moment I feel a little tension, I immediately stop and I pray because I know that's the only way we're going to make it through. So that level of dependence, I I think I can relate to that too, Tracy. That's that's so cool because as you think about depending upon the Lord, uh, it's that step of trust and it's not just a feeling of trust. It's that actual step of trust that uh, comes through in those moments and the ability to do that. So that's, that's awesome. And, you know, I've learned, I mean, in the very beginning, because you feel this, you know, I've got to be a responsible, good person at this professional, you feel it more on yourself. Uh, And now I totally do not take that on within a couple of years. I realized I I can't, Um, I will do my very best and be a professional, but it's only God. And it's, it's not me. (laughs) At all. I am not the show. <laughs> Although, Tracy, you are a good show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tracy, when you meet your group, and we all do this, you, you're around them for, you know, the first couple hours, and you start to get all the different questions that people ask. Like, what are some of the common questions or maybe some of the funny questions you can think of that people will ask you like when you're starting off on the tour yes they always you know are we gonna have you all week and i'm like yes (laughs) you are stuck with me all week and then they'd say oh we're we're glad i'm like well good (laughs) because you have me all week um a lot of people ask you know how did you get into this how long have you been doing this um why do you do this when I was younger, people used to tell me all the time, you know, blonde, happy, you must, you are so much smarter than you look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) Now that I'm older, maybe I look wiser. I don't know. (laughs) I I think, think that's a compliment. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Thanks. 
Well, Tracy, how about um, a favorite? Uh, now, you you travel all over the place, and American Christian Tours primarily gives tours out on the eastern seaboard, and um, but many other places as well. So uh, what would be one of your favorite places? And this is a tough one because I've been asked this before too. Uh, but what would be one of your favorite places or um, locations to go to and give a group tour? Plymouth, Massachusetts. That's an easy one for me. Plymouth. Okay. That's, I love me some pilgrims. <laughs> like I said before, John Robinson, uh, you know, how did he, how did he through God um, preach and teach and school a whole group of people to be equipped to give up everything they've ever known and come to a country they did not know because of their religious belief? How does, how did that happen? And how do those people stay um, connected to God and with one another? And learn how to self-govern and, you know, the Mayflower Compact. That's amazing to me. Yeah, that is an amazing story. uh, The story of the pilgrims. Yes. And um, the fact that, you know, you land on a land at this new place. You've been on this ship for 66 days. And then um, it's Sunday. We're not going to do anything. We're going to worship the Lord first. Who of us wouldn't be like, okay, let's let's get something going. We need some places to live. (laughs) And then after that first year, when half of them pass away, uh, mostly the women, because they were protecting the children, and then the ship goes back to England and nobody leaves because they believe they are stepping stones for the future generation. Those are the people I want to know about. Those are the people I want to find out what their belief in God was. Yeah, and their character certainly shown through. And Tracy, yeah, it, it just again, hearing you talk is just, it's engaging and it draws people in uh, when you tell those, and they're not just stories, they're stories, but they're true stories. Uh, about the founding of our the foundings of our country and mm-hmm. the, the people that that God used and worked through to do that and their faithfulness to him so yeah i can I can tell that uh, Plymouth is <laughs> one of your one of your favorite places to go to, and you get to go there uh, or have gotten to go there quite often haven't you yes, Plymouth rocks <laughs> <laughs> so tracy this next question is probably really difficult because first of all like you said you've been doing this for 19 years and you've been with a lot of groups and gone to a lot of places but do you have a couple of like best moments that you've ever had on tour like i don't know they could be something really funny maybe some famous person you met maybe some uh event that you were at or or something that just really was maybe a couple of standout moments from some of your tours? Sure. One of my funny ones is there was a girl asking me what Smithsonian's were going to. And I said, air and space, natural history, American history. And she asked me three times and I thought, what am I not communicating with her? What is she, what am I not getting? And she stopped and she said, Aaron space. Did he invent space? Ah, yes, we had no space before Aaron came along. <laughs> I, always, I always tell the kids that's my museum, Aaron. Yes. Aaron's, Aaron's yes. space, yeah. I was like, oh, that's my Oklahoma, running all those words together. Uh-huh. That's funny. Um, one of the times, you know, so many times, we ha- I met those who was the chief of staff for Trump. I've met, you know, many senators and congressmen. It's amazing to me how many times they want to come running out of their buildings practically and out of their offices to meet us. 
because we are a conservative Christian group who wants to be connected to our congressmen and senators. And we want to be um, the, the kind of citizen we're supposed to be, which is self-governing and um, wants to live by the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law, and want to be connected to our Congress as we should be. One of the times coming out of the Supreme Court was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, he is used to being, you know, looked at and seen. And he was he was not garnering attention. But, you know, he, you could tell he was used to people pointing at him and all that. And I kept getting closer and closer and closer to him. He's not the tallest guy. And I looked at him and I he said hello. And I said, you know, I think I can take you. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> Tracy, you're you're about five what five four? <laughs> five three, thank you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but you know, being there too at the Supreme Court when they did the Hobby Lobby case about not paying for making insurance pay for abortion, uh, being there when the Tuskegee Airmen were finally um honored by Bush. Mm-hmm. There's so many incidents where we should not have been there. They cleared out the Capitol to honor the Tuskegee Airmen and they forgot we were in there and we got to see it. We awesome. should not have been there when um, the they were letting out everybody from the Hobby Lobby case. They cleared out the area and forgot we were there. And we so many times we were not supposed to be there and we were only because of God. Yeah. yeah. I think Those... if you were taller, they would have found you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. If I had been... <laughs> One of our other guides, male guides, yeah, they would have <laughs> <laughs> look a little like George Washington, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Tracy, is there is there a place on tour that you've been uh, able to visit that that many people have not gone? Uh, one of your, I guess, less well known places. Yes, I love the um, the memorial, the stones that are out front of the federal court, um, which is just down. It's in between um, Canadian Embassy and the Capitol. And this is and in Washington, D.C. Yes. Sorry. And it's um, that triangular stone um, monument that depicts the Mayflower and the Bible and the Mayflower Compact. And, you know, right down the street from the Supreme Court um, is the the story of the founding of America. Yeah. And I try to take people there. And I think one of the ones that people don't always have time to go see is the Disabled Veterans Memorial. And one of my favorite quotes is, I did not marry his leg. I did not marry his arm. I married his heart. And a real encouragement for people to remember that anybody who has been injured in war is still the same person they are. Well, Tracy, um, you know, a lot of people that are listening to this, they've maybe already gone on a tour with American Christian Tours. Or maybe they've just stumbled across the podcast and they're like, what is this all about? And or maybe it's somebody that's, you know, getting ready to go on a tour um, next year or coming up this fall. Do you have any advice that you would give to participants that are maybe planning to come on a tour um, or getting ready to go on a tour, like some things to keep in mind or some things to do to get ready or uh, just like what would you tell somebody coming onto the tour before they came um, to prepare them? I would say you got to read some things first. And that would be Stephen McDowell's America's Providential History. It's just little snippets of uh, things that have happened in our country, just to give you a little bit of a background. Um, Because on tour, you absorb so much information. Um, It's good if you had a little background to to connect with. 
um, and have good shoes and not just one pair. Um, you need two pairs of shoes so you can rotate each day. Um, and rain ponchos. Too many people are miserable in the rain um, unless they have a rain poncho. And rain ponchos are easier than umbrellas because you're not, you're not hitting anybody in the head with them. But that would be my two things. Rain ponchos, tennis shoes. But the main thing is read some little history. Not a bunch. Just enough to connect a little bit with where we're going. So it's not all brand new. And you can um, um, absorb some information about it. Yeah, yeah that's great. And Tracy, I, I'll tell you, um, we when we put the podcasts out, we usually include some links. And I'll, I'll put a link to on the American Christian Tours website. They have a section um, that's about, there's a whole list of books that people can read, um, you know, and I'll just include that with so that they have some, uh, some resources to look at, um, just because you mentioned that. Yeah, I have list and list of books to read but that's a good little snippet of each place yeah yeah context is certainly important and i think that when people are actually standing uh there and experiencing things that helps greatly put things in context if they've had a little bit of uh reading and knowledge prior to coming into going anywhere really Well, Tracy, hey, we're going to move on to our final little segment here, and this is just a quick fire round. We're going to ask you a series of questions uh, relating to tour guiding and your life, and you you have to it's, it's either or, so this isn't both and. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's an either or, and you choose uh, one or the other. So, uh, Jay, you're going to help out too. And uh, so, number one, uh, coffee or tea, Tracy? Tea, the elixir of God. I don't know about that other drink. <laughs> I think this next one, we kind of maybe already know the answer if you've listened to the podcast, but Washington or Jefferson? Washington, character good. Jefferson, we don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> little, little bit of ambiguity there. How about uh, declaration or constitution? Declaration. And why is that? We the people. Um amazing that we have four pages that hold our nation together four pages you know declaration and constitution and um uh we need to know the spirit of the law yeah good awesome um raincoat or umbrella rain jacket rain poncho you rain can poncho. throw it away yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right new york or williamsburg williamsburg yeah. just a little smaller than new york a little smaller not as crazy. Okay. How about the Civil War or World War II? World War II. Self-guided or docent? Self-guided. <laughs> I would I would have picked that one for you too, Tracy. Really? Sometimes you have to correct what's been said. How about this one? Motor coach or walking? Walking. Yeah. Why is that? You get to see more. Mm -hmm. And you get to see it up close and you get to touch it. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, and a tired dog is a happy dog. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> Air and space or American history museum? American history. Would you rather take a group to Mount Vernon or to Monticello? Mount Vernon. Although I do like um, pointing out some things at Monticello that people don't know. Um, same with Mount Vernon. <laughs> 
is uh, how about backpack or satchel? Crossbody, because I got to reach in there all the time. I can't be doing backflips trying to get my backpack. <laughs> Do you carry a binder or note cards? Maybe neither, but if you prefer binder or note cards. I have a um, uh, a book that I carry the scriptures for each place in. Um, because I remember the stories, but I don't always remember the reference of the script. I remember the scripture, not the reference. How about, do you prefer early morning or late night? Early morning. Yeah. And that's probably because that's when you have your time with God, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and here's a, here's a couple weather related ones, hot or cold? Cold. Rain or snow? No, you can always bundle up. You can't, you can only take off so many clothes <laughs> how about west coast or east coast east coast because of the providential history i know the west coast has it too but more on the east how about old town alexandria or colonial williamsburg colonial williamsburg the cheese shop <laughs> <laughs> it's an attraction would you take rather take a group to the capital visitors center or to the pentagon city mall Capital Visitor Center. And I know this one before I even ask it, but uh, Plymouth or Jamestown? Plymouth. You know, they came for two different reasons. The Plymouth was the reason. Mm -hmm. Agreed. This one might be a little more challenging for you. Would you rather fly a group out of Newark or JFK? Newark. Okay. JFK, oh my Lord. Ice cream sandwich or chocolate chip cookie? Ice cream sandwich. All right. So uh, last one, in introvert or extrovert? Me? Yeah. I'm very shy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not at all. Well, Aaron said that was our last segment, but we actually have one more um, kind of final wrap-up segment. We want to give you two, three minutes. We call it the soapbox, where you can just tell everyone in the world one thing, what it would be. Um, it could be a favorite nugget or just something you want to kind of leave with everybody. And so we'll uh, turn that over to you. Get on your soapbox, Tracy. Um, I think I'm always on it. <laughs> I was very fortunate. When I was in history class in the seventh and eighth grade, um, it was the bicentennial. That's how old I am. Um, and my teacher made that come to life and make it instilled in me always a fire for history. I want to put that fire in other people, but after they have that fire, I feel like Christians need to step up to the plate, you know, not blame the society on what's going on in our nation because they don't know any better. They haven't been taught. They don't know. And they're grasping emotionally to things that they feel compelled to support. And we have not, as Christians in the pulpit and as Christians, given them a purpose, not only for their walk with the Lord, but their walk in this country as a citizen. We have not put that fire in them. And, you know, during my mother's generation that allowed abortion to come from the Supreme Court, and there was not an uprising against that. We as Christians have said, let's just, you know, raise our families and get through this. And we have forgotten, you know, and understandably, Christians have been beat up. <laughs> We have not gotten this next generation, and this is what I hope we're all doing as EPLs, and I think we are, um, to ignite the fire that they have something that they can do, that God is calling them to do for their walk with the Lord and for this nation. Yeah, Tracy, and that's great. And that's, uh, that, again, that just makes me think of the, the calling that God has placed on, on our lives uh, to communicate 
what what God has done, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and also what God wants to do with those faithful people that re- that remain, you know, and grow in their faith, in their understanding of who God is and what He's done. So, yeah, thank you. That that was awesome. Well, you know, all all every EPL, those EPLs, we're a rare, rare breed. We love connecting history and the Bible together because they do connect. And then we care so much about this next generation that we, like you said, put up with the um, long days and the crazy weather because we want to ignite that in people. Yeah. Well, Tracy, um, I'll just speak for myself. I mean, I know that um, American Christian Tours has been really blessed to have you as part of the EPL staff. And I believe all of our EPLs uh, come together and just weave a rich fabric of people that love our country. They love, you know, showing our country off to other uh, Americans and telling them the stories. Um, But most of all, we all, you know, love God. We have that desire to just share his love with people. And you really exemplify that. I think um, just from what we all hear about you from other people and just seeing you ourselves out on the road, um, you are just a a wonderful example of a great um, education program leader. And I know um, I've been really excited to be with you just for this like short time and kind of share you with people that um, haven't been able to meet you yet. Thank you, Jay. I've been so blessed to be a part of um, this company who walks in integrity at every moment. That's a huge blessing to me. Yeah. And Tracy, uh, likewise, I have really enjoyed uh, interviewing you today. And uh, for our listeners, um, both uh, that have gone on uh, a tour before and maybe even had Tracy as their tour guide uh, or the ones that will go in the future and look forward to the, just a, an amazing, the amazing person that, that Tracy is. And, and again, all of our other education program leaders as well. Uh, but Tracy is exceptional and Tracy, we love you and thank you so much for uh, being with us today. Love you guys too, very much. Well, you guys, at American Christian Tours, we believe that one person can make a difference. Um, We believe that together uh, we can make a big difference. And we believe that inspiring people, both young and old and in between, is important. So we, we also believe that the past gives insight into the future and that we're passionate about providing educational tour programs that make a difference. So, uh, you guys, thank you for joining us today. And as always, remember that your story is a part of his story and that God put you here and now for such a time as this. See you next time.